In the late 20-teens, two brothers realized the one way to solve the world's unsung problems. Sell their dad's minivan, buy a microphone, and smoke a lot of weed. It's hypocrisy. Coming at you live from the winding backwoods roads of West Virginia, I'm Ryan. I'm John. And this is Hypocrisy. On John, John, no. come on. You got to do the thing with me, the on the road thing. On the... John, what's up? You can... I I, th- I feel like you could just do this one on your own, to be honest. I don't I, I feel like it's necessarily working, like the, the chant what? thing. Are you... Why? Are you? What are you? What are you talking about? Why do we? We we are so close to getting it. Neither of us have any rhythm, you know. I mean, I sold that banjo for a reason. Like I, I, I felt uh, so in sync with you when we would do it. Do we? Just, I think I think on, you get, just have just, to accept. Just do it this episode, and we don't have to do this on the Ryan, air, okay? Ryan, Ryan, Zibbo. <sighs> it's over. I don't. I don't think we can do the chance anymore. I don't. I don't know if we can do hypocrisy anymore. Wait, then what are you talking about? What? Yeah, I'm. What I'm fucking done with this podcast. What? You know? No, no we're Ryan. shutting it down. Ryan. No more problems are going to be solved. Ryan. Fuck! Run! Look Wait, on the road! Oh, Look shit, on the turkey! Road. Oh. just happened did we make it to the motel <sighs> this this looks about what? the quality of most of the motels we've stayed in oh my head you know <sighs> i last thing i remember we were driving and i think we were about to just shut down hypocrisy because you're a huge dick what and no no don't put this on me there was a there was a turkey Oh, and shit, I guess shit, and you know, I'm I'm never gonna hit a turkey with a car, so yeah. I just swerved, and then so where are we? Yeah, it's it's like this empty concrete room where like there's some exposed pipes and a, a ceiling fan, and oh oh shit, Ryan, all of our shit is missing. We don't have any microphones, Ryan. We literally fuck? can't do hypocrisy. Our, our, our weed is gone, too. Oh, Wait a minute. Fuck. Huh. Actually, look up there. Hanging from the ceiling, There's. it, it seems like there's a mic recording us. Oh. That's kind of huh. weird. Did we accidentally check into one of those sex motels? Maybe. Hmm. I swear, you'd think we'd remember what happened after the crash, though. Right? John, what if we're... 
What if we're captive here? Shit. This, I'm getting a real dungeony vibe here. What if we're ghosts? Welcome, hypocrisy duo. What the fuck? Welcome oh my to goodness. your doom. Oh Jesus, I uh, I'm not Shit. ready for this. We must be ghosts. It's the only explanation. But clearly, no, no, no you're, finally, you're devil got us. It's dragging no. us down to hell. No, no, that's oh. not. I'm not the devil, guys. I'm. I'm, I'm your captor. I'm turnkey. Uh, turnkey? Yeah. What? Turnkey? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm turnkey. Didn't you notice the the, the nice cross stitches on the walls of of the turkeys? That's, that's like my thing. I'm oh. turnkey. Oh, but okay. Why why the turn then? Why why not just what? be what nicknamed you... Turkey? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I got I got turkeys, but like I'm also I kidnapped you. You know, like you. You're not getting out. There's no way to turn the key, cause I'm turnkey. I'm not. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not really following. Yes. I, I, I got the turkeys, and then I got jailer. But I'm not. I'm it not, feels like kind of a strange I don't know where, combination. Yeah, I, I, I don't see where they connect and become turnkey. You know. You, you know what? You, this doesn't matter. Okay, the, the power dynamic here is all wrong. Let's. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, and I'm, I'm gonna come back, and we're good. We're gonna take this one from the top, okay, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, we can work with that. Yeah. Also, like, way to misgender my sibling, okay? Yeah. Like, I, I know you're not necessarily that progressive down here in West Virginia, but like, try and get on the fucking page, okay, man? It's fine. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I got know. bigger. I got bigger fish to fry, considering that we are currently locked inside of a murder dungeon, by the looks of it. Fair point. I mean, we don't know for sure that this is definitely a murder dungeon. Welcome to my murder dungeon. I am turnkey. Uh, it's definitely a murder oh, dungeon. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. yeah. Absolutely a murder dungeon. 100%. He's not, not, not really burying the lead there with uh, the murder dungeon thing. I have prepared this murder dungeon to test the mettle of the greatest stoner duos. I, I, I've got this here theory, okay? It's a thing. That I, I've been thinking of, which is that I really like to see stoned people try and solve problems. Because it's really fucking funny, and sometimes they're actually pretty good at it. So, like, I was thinking, I'm making you do that, and I might record it and uh, put it up on, as, like, a thing on the internet. Uh, I was thinking of calling it Up in Smoke. I thought that'd, that'd be pretty good, because, like, you smoke weed and then I kill you. I mean, like... Terrible name, you know, but uh, we we are just generally all all about that. Yeah, that is yeah, it's kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you found the right duo. I mean, I don't I don't know if you've tested any other duos or anything, but pretty sure we're we're easily the best one. We're gonna knock it out of the park. Others here. have come before you, and none have survived. Prepare yourselves, hypocrisy duo. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm I'm don't worry, John. I'm pretty sure they were like piss poor stoner duos yeah. no one famous or like impressive at no, all it's probably um, just definitely... like mike and mark you know the guys from down the street yeah. like they're probably smoking some like west virginia field weed like half of it's just twigs and Indeed. berries <laughs> yeah so yeah i am not concerned this is a minor mm -hmm. league shit and we are major league players when it comes to being stoner duo so uh yeah let's uh let's get this show on the road yeah um uh, so uh <clears throat> Mr. Turnkey, uh, can't really be a stoner duo without any weed, you know, you kind of took our stash. 
Put your arm in the hole in the wall there. Um, yeah, I don't really trust that in a murder dungeon. Fuck that noise. There is nothing you could say that would get me to stick my arm There's in there. There's weed in there. Yeah, man, you like all the way. You gotta really reach back yeah, there deep. and uh, just wait right up to the shoulder. Yeah, shit, you gotta dig around. It looks like I gotta reach around the corner. There's some sharp shit in here. I'm definitely cutting my hand up. Um, I'm my my tetanus is not up to date, by the way. Uh, I I don't have to worry about that, do I? Um, you do. Oh, good, good to know. Good to know. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Ah, here we go. And uh, do do yeah, check it out. Woo. My my arm is heavily lacerated, and I can almost see the rust in my veins already. And that's pretty uh, standard. Also, you do have you have a demon heart, so like it's it's probably good at processing that stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a that's a good point. Um, I'm not sure how I'm alive right now, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a problem for tomorrow. Uh, why don't you just spark that bad boy? You know, puff puff puffs. Let's get the show on the road. Indeed. Yeah, let's get creative. Just take that and, uh... Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Ready for a murder dungeon today? Yeah! <clears throat> Let's do this. Might be, might be stuck in a murder dungeon, but you got some pretty good weed there, Turnkey. That's pretty nice. Thank you. Now, uh, if you wanna face your first challenge, just head on through this door. I'll just open it up from my secret control panel here. All oh, right. swanky. Very Star Trek. I like yeah. it. All right. <clears throat> Let's just go on through and uh, see what we got to deal with here. Oh, man. Those are some those are some pieces mm. of bodies uh, littering this room. Yeah. Um, for for lo the listeners at home, it appears to be... Uh, oh, oh, dear God. Mm. It's, it's Cheech and Chong. Oh, shit. I just I just saw the beard flex and the bits of bandana. I I was still my guess was on Mike and Mark from down the road still. But fuck, you're right. Oh, fuck. They were legends. What what possibly could have could have killed them? Well, oh shit. Oh shit, that is a robot. That is a giant killer robot. Huh. Uh that's really I mean, turnkey, turnkey. I just I want to check real quick. Uh you said you're a turkey themed kind of kind of kidnap zero killer style guy, right? Yeah, that's right. What, you got a problem with that? It's, it's kind of like a... Your robot kind of just looks like a dude with sword blades for arms, like... Yeah, your your brand isn't particularly cohesive here. Yeah, I mean, did you, like, have to buy that online and they just didn't have, like, a turkey-themed one, or... Is it, is it, is this, like, the jailer half of turnkey? Like, I think... Maybe, maybe it's just, like, I'm getting conflicted messages because I'm having a hard time seeing the whole picture with your motif. Hey, hey, I, I can contain multitudes, all right? I'm, I got a lot going on as a, as a human, as an individual, and I'm, I'm going to need you to respect that if we're going to, if we're going to get through this together, okay? Uh, yeah, whatever you say, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I mean, clearly we've touched a nerve and, and far be it from us. Obviously, I want us to be on very good terms because you are the one in control of, of the murderous robot. Um, right, so this is a challenge of some kind uh 
Yeah, I guess our problem is there is a giant robot in the room and we've got to deal with it. Yeah, and there are two doors behind it, but each one is sort of like within swinging distance of one of its two giant rotating saw hands. Uh, so that's, that's I'm, I'm guessing the answer isn't just kind of like go straight through, right? That seems bad. Well, maybe it's if we pick the right door. Hmm then it won't kill us as we try to walk it past be, it. It could be a test, like a like a quiz or something. Uh, oh, oh, actually, here. I, I, I didn't notice this because it was, it was covered in all the, the blood and viscera, but yeah, if, <clears throat> clenched in uh, one of Chong's hands, if I can just uh, peel these fingers back. They've got a lot, of, a lot of rigor mortis. Yeah, it's a crumpled old problem. Oh, Maybe this clue will help us figure out how to uh, get past this robot. Just... Or which doorway for, for us to walk through. Okay. Very interesting. Is this actually kind of relevant? I wonder, this could well be a clue to how we get out. Because this problem is titled, quote, This AI-powered robot can find Waldo instantly. Oh, fuck. This is extremely relevant to our current predicament i mean right like if it can spot waldo instantly what hope do we have it's going to take us like at least five to ten seconds to get past that robot i am not a fast runner i do terrible things to my body uh so instantly like we cannot compete with that in waldo like this isn't just your run-of-the-mill person in a crowd this is the lance armstrong of disappearing into a crowd the the Carmen San Diego of wearing striped clothes and blending in and evading people's seeking him out, you know, like he was one of the greats yeah, I mean, in this this AI just immediately made him obsolete. You say Carmen San Diego, but like Carmen San Diego needed the whole world to hide in. All Waldo needs is like like a, a an underwater scene or like a medieval banquet or like a like a freaky volcano fair like yeah he just seeks out the chaos because in the chaos he can he can disappear but no more technology has advanced to a point and this is something we all need to realize technology's gone to a point where we can just be watched all the time and you know uh, the only way to avoid detection is to just not be someone that they want to detect uh, because it's it's just it's hopeless in the face of AI like this, right? Like, is there anything we can do to maintain our privacy in this brave new world? I mean, now there is a possibility that this this robot has been so highly tuned to find Waldo that it might have plenty of other blind spots. Like, can it find the Wizard Whitebeard? Can it find Oddlaw, Waldo's evil cousin? Like, how far does it go? That is a very that's a very good point. It could be as simple as, like, maybe to defeat this robot, all we need to grow do is grow a sinister mustache and put on uh, yellow and black striped clothing. And I think that... Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm just gonna stop you there. It, it is not that. that. That idea is really fucking dumb. I, I think we're actually onto something, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that guy, that guy has, like, ulterior motives. I don't. I don't want to listen yeah. to him. Yeah, that's that's how Cheech and Chong got slaughtered. Absolutely, they're so trusting. Um, so, oh, maybe that's it. Trusting. They they just trusted Turnkey, and he killed them. You from killed a different Cheech era. and Chong, you fucking bastard. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the concept. I I don't know how you like. Did it take you this long to work that out? <sighs> okay, so 
the important thing with this robot though right is in the future when this kind of robot is created to scale and is able to just locate anyone instantly the only way we're going to be able to evade it is by changing up our overall look and style so dramatically every single day in the wackiest of ways just to throw it off you know it makes it difficult to get a baseline on us yeah i mean cause... which i for one heavily support this wacky costumed future right i want i want people showing up to work on monday um in a swimsuit and then on tuesday in one of those inflatable t-rex costumes yeah, 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 yeah. Or like a wacky waving, like tube man thing, just like draped across your entire body. Like, this, this is so interesting. Yeah. The, the machine can find Waldo, right? Waldo. And and how does anyone find Waldo? You look for his distinctive outfit. So like, draw me a picture of Waldo. Okay, cool. You use the the you know the red. You use the white. Maybe you got his little bubble hat. Yeah. But draw me a picture of Waldo's face. That's right. Exactly. No one knows what the fuck Waldo's face looks like. No one knows what anyone's face looks like. I don't know what your face looks like. I don't know what my face looks like. I don't know what Turnkey's face looks like. That is, uh, in fairness, because he does like wear that giant rubber chicken mask on all of the, the video screens that he appears on uh, in his murder dungeon. But yeah. like, So maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe all we need to do to survive is put on giant rubber chicken masks. Just, you know, keep changing it up wear really wacky fashions and i think it should be absolutely okay for everybody in society to wear ridiculous shit on a regular basis never let your employer tell you to dress a certain way because that's how the robots track you right and you can use and that as it an should excuse. be a valid excuse yeah, at work absolutely yeah, absolutely 100 percent. uh so i i do Please. want to dig in slightly further onto this one though because you say when this machine is reproduced at scale and, and that does terrify yes. me because you, you can see here on the bottom of the problem, there's actually a, a picture of this robot and it is kind of like a, a, a mechanized arm. Looks like one of those things that, you know, I put car doors on in a factory. Uh, but at the end, mm -hmm. it does have a, a fleshy rubber hand. That's for pointing that, at things that it finds. For pointing at things, exactly. So in the future... Specifically Waldo's. Right, which in, in the future obviously uh, means any kind of undesirable element of society. Uh, there will be one of these for each of us, for sure. Like when you are born, your robot will be made, and it will it will begin to train on you, to be able to point you out in large pictures of crowds. No matter how wacky the circumstance. That feels like a problem of scale. Like how big are each of these things going to be? Because I'm imagining them very tall, like you know, a hundred, two hundred feet tall. And you're saying we're gonna have one okay. per person. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but there's a lot of empty space in middle America. Um, That's true. And uh, it's all been zoned for these uh, these massive uh, factories full of pointing robots. Right. And, and as long as they, uh, you know, as long as they're tall enough, really, they can overlap. They can lean several states over if necessary mm -hmm. in order to point it at their, at their human, if and when their human strays the line from, you know, whatever is considered... Uh, acceptable behavior in the futuristic hellscape in which we are soon to live yes and they'll just kind of like point at you with their big fleshy hand and hover hover above you at all times right. until uh the authorities can come scoop you up right. and if it turns out of course that you know the authorities are overworked uh or, or frankly it just becomes a matter of budget it can always just resort to squishing you 
like a like a bug where you stand on the street. That's big pointy finger. Smush, smush, smush. So yeah, I think I think the true lesson here, and also the way we're going to beat this robot, is we need to divide and conquer. Each each robot hand can find one of us, but it can't find both of us. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I really thought you meant like divide and conquer uh, uh, in, in terms of ourselves, and that clearly did not go well for Cheech or Chong. No, no, yes, when they divided, but no conquering was to be had for them that day. <laughs> nope, nope. They just divided and then they died. Uh, Putting the die in divide. I mean, okay, it does. Hey, some of the letters are there. You can kind of make that yeah, one work. Yeah, it's most of the way yeah. there. You still got it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I think if we just split up and we each take a different door, the robot will run into the classic two-problem syndrome that uh, robots, you know, because they think in binary, they just deal in zeros and ones. If you present them with a problem that involves two things, they just kind of seize up. Right, they're just like zero, one, zero, one, like looking back and forth, like which one should I go for? Yeah, so if we just split up, I think we'll we'll make it through. Maybe that was Cheech and Chong's big problem as they both tried to go for the same door. Right, because they were such good friends. That's probably not going to be a, an issue here, is it? No. no, I mean, I still meant what I, what I said. Like, when we get out of this, yeah. hypocrisy is dead. Oh, man, that's rough. But, I mean, we have no microphones now, so it's really the only thing we could do. Um yeah, that is true. Our, our adventure is definitely coming to an end. All right. Uh, so should um, we double up and like try and make our outfits a bit wackier? Like maybe drape some of Cheech and Chong's entrails around ourselves, like like festoon ourselves, like on like a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I feel like we may as well. Yeah, I'll give that to you. All right. Yeah. Maybe just, you just uh, bend over there and uh, yeah, yeah. scrape some of that. Well, on I there. mean, like they took my adventure scarf, so I'm just gonna make yeah. a scarf out of these entrails. Um. Yep. Slap that on. All right. Looking fashionable. You look great. Uh, you'll notice that I you. didn't do any of that because that is clearly not going to work. The zero one thing is the only thing we need to do. And I just wanted to make you look like a fucking idiot uh, because you're a dick. I don't know. I think my intestine scarf is yeah. pretty metal. You're kind so. of rocking it. And that makes me extra yeah. sad. Anything you do to try and humiliate me just makes me stronger and more hot. When will I learn? Every time. Every t All right, fuck it. Okay, so uh, do you want zero or one, All left right. or right? What you gonna do? Let's do it. <laughs> Just fucking, I'll take left. Okay, oh, shit. <laughs> ah! Okay, cool. Robot's actually not doing anything. Yeah. It's just, just standing there, and we can walk past. Sweet. Yeah, you guys, you actually kind of right. worked that one out. The, the robot's not that smart. Just when you when you had it right, I just I kind of just turned off the robot, to be honest. I, I just thought it was going to be kind of cool to have a robot, but I, you know, I'm not actually that good at making robots. So, anyway, y'all got kind of a long walk uh, to get to the next part. Uh, in enjoy, you can kind of walk through the corridors. <laughs> you, you, you see, I got turkey pens uh, on either side, you know, because you, you said I'm not turkey-themed enough, so I got, I got quite a few turkeys. Just, I, I don't want to rub it home or anything, but, like, I am committed to the bit. Actually, yeah. What is there's a sign here for uh, a West Virginia petting zoo? Is this like a like a like a side business within this murder dungeon? Oh yeah, I, I guess I should tell you. I, I kind of got a little side hustle going on. Uh, you know, the murder maze thing is uh, it's kind of my my day job, but it's not where my passion lies. Yeah, I, I got got a little side gig. I call it uh, Turnkey's Country Turkey Farm. 
It's, uh, it's a petting zoo for all the family, specializing in, in flightless birds. It's, it's a real good time. Uh, you know, pecking's down to a minimal. So, you know, I get... Sorry. While we're here, might as well get this out of the way. Uh, we, we usually actually do highlight uh, small local attractions uh, every, every chance we get, and we'd be happy to highlight your uh, petting zoo in this little bit we like to call Local Strains. When you're traveling America, ride the planes. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget to try local strains. Oh shit, oh shit, you guys. This is, this is such a good opportunity. I, I've, been, I've been killing stoner duos for, for several years now. And uh, honestly, I, I ain't never had much of a break. and never got much exposure for the business. So I'm, I'm really excited. Thank, thank you very much. Hey, no problem. Don't mention it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice just having, you know, a free bit. Uh, honestly, most of the local strain segments kind of sucked to do. Uh, it turns out, like, some local small town attractions in America kind of blow, like, 90% of the time. So. Yeah, not many, not many good ones. Yeah. Uh, it's usually uh, the most painful part of our trip. Yeah, we're, we're willing to take a, a freebie on this one. So, uh, so hit us, you know, what, what, what you got for us? Well, uh, okay, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's called Turkey's uh, Country Turkey Zoo country turkey farm uh, i'm still working on the name and you know signage is inconsistent at best to be honest uh, we, we got we got all the- you've got this one of this guy in an executioner mask uh ripping off someone's head with like their spine dangling out of it and uh throwing it at a turkey um on this sign and then on this other one you are you're hanging turkeys from gallows um, not an ex- executioner this time. It's actually a turkey wearing an executioner hood. Um, the the it's a human in the other one though. So I so so part of this for me is one of them. It, you're like harassing the turkeys or like feeding the turkeys or something like a, the, the customer. But in the other one, the you are murdering the turkeys for the customer's enjoyment. Yeah, I'm. I'm really and... not seeing a like, like a firm mascot here, and I think that's really something you need, especially for a family establishment. Is the is this pro or anti turkey? Well, it, it, I mean, I was going for kind of a pro turkey thing. I mean, because the kids they love to come and they love to pet the turkeys, but also we we do kill the turkeys because we serve like like those big old dinosaur turkey legs. Kids love so much, and uh, you know, turkey flavored cotton candy. I got a lot of turkey byproducts i need i need to use you know from from both the primary and the and the secondary hustle all right all right okay um yeah no this is just general feedback um, and don't take this the wrong way you know like this is all meant to be constructive we don't know where you're coming from on some of this so like obviously you know you might have context which explains some of the decisions that you're making that, that we don't have access to so like you know take it with a grain of salt yeah i, I appreciate that very much thank you Thank, thank you. I, I appreciate the exposure, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to help me workshop uh, the, the concept. Yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's see the animals you've got going here. Oh yeah. Well, obviously, I, I got turkeys. Uh, it's, it's a lot of turkeys. Like you know, a solid 70 percent turkey. But I, I got some others too. Uh, I got. I got me some chickens. Because uh, okay, they, nice. They can't fly either. Uh, I got me some roosters. Okay. Like, yeah, that, I think that's also a chicken. They're, they're like but, chickens, um, but continue. they got penises. Uh, I think. Oh, okay. I think. Gotcha. Penises, uh, you know, I'm not sure, which is uh, unfortunate, because I do spend a lot of time 
with flightless birds, uh, but uh, I'm guessing they all have penises. Uh, in, anyway, uh, okay. Apart from the penises, I got uh, I got me an ostrich. That's a pretty good pretty good haul. Pretty good take. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is um that is a mean looking ostrich. It is uh just kind of following me with its beady little eyes and uh it has brought its its wing up and done like a little slicing motion across its long dangling neck while making eye contact with me yeah well, all it all it gets to eat is, uh, is turkey meat because mm. uh, I, I cook all of the of the dinosaur turkey legs and uh, no one no one really comes to the country turkey farm right now so uh gotta feed it all back to the birds so it's made them all a bit a little bit funny in the head, if you know what I mean. Okay, cannibal, cannibal flightless birds. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay, uh, these are geese. Uh, I believe geese fly. Um, that seems a little inconsistent. Well, yeah, I mean, you might think most geese fly, but these these ones definitely don't. All right, uh, point taken. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do not have wings. <clears throat> they have, uh, you have taken their wings, didn't you? I needed to stay true to the concept. Wow, you are truly a sick fuck. John? Ryan? John? Ryan, I can't see you. We've been... Ryan? We, we seem to have been dropped into uh, separate rooms. Oh, oh, there you are. Um, I, I see you now. You're, you're... I can see you through this small oh, yeah, window. You're a... Yeah, that's a television. Oh. Um, there's like a little... Uh, little like security camera in each room oh. and yeah I, I just get to see you that explains a lot because i i thought you were kind of standing on the ceiling from the angle so yeah i'm not tiny in on the ceiling okay so. that's such a relief i i thought turnkey had done something terrible to you we may not be talking at least not talking about doing the hypocrisy podcast ever again but i still care about you deeply obviously indeed indeed you're my brother and i love you very much jonathan so Fuck. The uh, walls are covered in spikes, and the spikes are covered in, uh, I believe. Well, I got like Harold. I've just got this South Asian-looking dude on mine. Oh my goodness. I think it's Harold and Kumar. Oh. They must have gone past the first one. You know, they're they're very good at escaping prisons. After uh, they they broke out of Guantanamo Bay, but uh, I guess this is where they met their end whatever the fuck this death trap is that's rough i mean i can uh i can kind of tell now i mean the spike goes right through his face but i think you're right this is definitely kumar and yep yep oh it's so sad his, his phone's actually on the floor he's got no bars of course like there was no point trying to call anyone but he was trying to call neil patrick harris maybe just to say goodbye one last time i just have um on harold's phone like 18 messages from uh, george bush junior saying you up um most of them are sent around like 2 a.m to like 3 a.m oh and a few of them a few saying like hey i sent you an invite on xbox live um did you get my did you get my my username is a uh, former prez jw um gw sorry i i get those mixed up sometimes when i read Anyway, uh, we got to figure out what to do about these spikes before they, they squish us, too. Yeah, I mean, so they're not moving. So that means I don't think it's a classic kind of like old school Hanna-Barbera spike trap, which, which is some relief. Uh, I, do, I do see yeah. now that underneath the TV screen, there, there are two buttons. Uh, that, okay, yeah. yeah. A, one of them, but you see one them of them is labeled kill. 
Yeah. Okay. And then one of them, at least on my end, one is labeled kill yep. and the other is labeled save. Okay. All right. So I, I get this. This is this is some prisoner dilemma bullshit, right? They, he, Turnkey's trying to pitch us against each other. He knows we, we each want to be saved, right? So like, am I going to hit the kill button in order to save myself? Because like, you know, a, a classic prisoner's dilemma, okay? If I hit spare and you hit kill, I die. You you don't? I, I actually I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't we both just hit spare? Um, maybe yeah. Why uh, fill fill us in, fill us in, dude. I'm confused. Also sweet. There's more weed in mine. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you might need to need to top off a little. Uh, I I you know that first that first problem can really take it out of some people. Some stoner duos just don't have the, the constitution that y'all seem to have. All right, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so what happens with these buttons? Let me, let me give you the skinny here. Y'all have correctly deduced that this is my own sinister variation on uh, the prisoner's dilemma, the, the classic ethical quandary. Uh, I'm going to kill this cat. Here's how it goes, okay? If y'all both hit kill... You both die. Okay. If you both hit save, you both go free. But if one of you hits kill and the other hits save, the one who hit kill gets to go free, and I give them a bag of candy. Oh, shit. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's it, right, sexual, but the answer seems obvious, right? I mean, should we just go ahead and hit these buttons or what? Yeah, I, I don't know why we don't just like hit them right away. Uh, uh ooh, ooh, is there, ooh, ooh, wait. This wait, wait. Yeah, this seems like there's a trick to this. That, like I actually don't trust everything that this this psycho right. has. Uh, what said. wasn't that literally the lesson of the last room? Don't trust Turnkey. He will cut you up with his death robots. Uh, yeah. But you know what we Early can Kumar trust. might have believed. You know what we can trust. Trust spare. What? Another problem. Oh my goodness, did you find a problem on uh, Kumar's corpse? I, well, I mean, kind of. It, it was pinned into the wall. Like, clearly at one point it was in his hand, but then, like, the spikes had just kind of ripped his body into bizarre angles. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Oh, yeah. It's not worth getting into. However... It is grotesque. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, you, you'd be, you'd really think the spikes would only crush you, but, uh, like, on the way back, they apply such a kind of a ripping force that, you know what? I'm getting distracted again. You know how I am with, uh, with grotesque graphic horror. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. But, but you know how I am with problems. Yeah, I guess let's, let's solve this problem, and that'll give us clues as to what, like, what we should press in this situation. I think, I think it must do. Okay, okay. Here we go. Identical twin sisters to marry identical twin brothers and then live happily ever after in the same apartment. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, this is very on the nose. Like, everyone's getting along. Everyone's living happily ever after. Everyone lives. Like, hmm. Okay. Maybe. Maybe Turnkey thinks that, like, we're both going to hit that spare button. But I think we can go a little deeper. What do you think, Ray Animal? Uh, so... The most interesting thing about this is it's actually a pretty common situation to come up 
but it's playing out in a very uncommon way, right? Usually, when someone has a doppelganger, and that doppelganger steps from the mirror dimension into the real world, they both basically then have to fight for the death over who gets to live the life in the real world. But it seems that in this case, these people have not just befriended their doppelgangers, but decided to share the life in the the world of the real so that the doppelganger doesn't have to return to the mirror dimension to serve out the less rest of their days in a uh, meaningless purgatory uh, reflection world. This, this is just honestly very inspiring. It's like seeing like, um, like a lion cuddling with a gazelle. You know, it's just like predator and prey coexisting in the same life as opposed to killing each other over it. I do love cat pictures on the internet. Uh, there is some information here that I, I, I wish this problem would give us, and I don't think it does, unfortunately. Possibly because the, the subjects have kept that vital information to themselves, but for reasons that will become apparent. Uh, I want to know whether, like, the, these, two, these two couples, right? The, these two pairings of, of, uh, yes. of mortal and doppelganger. They have each met... Uh, th they've met another set of mortal and doppelganger, uh, and apparently fallen in love to the point that they, they have all got married and all are all planning on living together in, in one small apartment. Um, but what I want to know is, did the doppelganger marry the doppelganger? Oh, shit. Or, or did they go, like, crossways? Like, n now they're so comfortable. Like, they've been living with their own doppelgangers for their whole lives. Maybe now that, I mean, to, to be a little blue, maybe they now want to fuck a doppelganger and vice versa. What if, specifically here, the life has actually been stolen? And each doppelganger is secretly living out the life meant for the other one. And, yeah, and they just, no matter, no matter what you do, even when you think you're peacefully coexisting with the doppelganger and sharing a life, they're actually pretending to be you. And taking over your life shit like that's just... their that's their secret victory like they know that not only are they going to you know getting to live in the mortal realm they're getting to also like sneakily kind of like steal your true love from you fuck damn classic doppelgangers god you can't trust them it's a doppelganger duo working together to each disrupt the lives of, of, of this this what would have been like a happily married you know, regular couple. My God. And they're all doing it while living in the same apartment. It's just like every morning, they're like, hey, hey, how do you like your eggs, buddy? And like in their mind, they're like, I'm fucking your rightful person. Your rightful Indeed. one. You're, you're, you're betrothed. And the doppelgangers just high five all the time. Cheeky bastards. Right. Like, like the, you know, the, the living, you know, the real twins, they keep twins yeah they're, they're not yeah. twins. <laughs> i don't know what i was saying <laughs> they're married <laughs> the real the they're, couple the that should couple. be married exactly thank you the real couple they're both looking at this like huh it's weird that we do so much alike but like the one thing that we don't do that are that are seeming twins actual doppelgangers do is high five all the time 
like, oh, it's kind of cute that they have their own thing going on, but it's kind of weird that I don't feel any compulsion to act the same way. No, of course you don't, because you're in yeah. the dark, motherfucker. You're being played. Yeah, your life has been stolen right from under you. So I guess the 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 real lesson here is you can't trust the doppelganger, but you can only trust each other. And John, that's why I think we should b- both press save. Trust me. There's no way I would press kill if you press save. Yeah. Um, you're full of shit. The story here is obviously that anyone claiming to be your sibling, you should kill on sight. Uh, and that's why... I'm going to be honest with you. I have pressed the kill button. Okay, I got to be honest, too. I also pressed the kill button basically the second that you said the candy thing. I just needed to convince you to press save so I could get the candy. Can I be honest with you? But, uh... Can, can, can I... We're not dead. Can I tell you the truth? What? I pressed it before he said the candy thing. Like, the moment I saw a button that labeled kill, I was, you know, just all up on it. It is a cool-looking button. It's so good. I, and it's red... That. The other one's yeah. blue. Like, pff, fuck blue. Yeah. No, it's a very, it's a power color. Yeah. You know, it's got a good, good fire energy. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, hit the kill button. But uh, yeah, so we didn't die. Yeah. Um, you guys have been free to go, like, since before I finished explaining the com- the, the problem. Like, you, you both hit kill. That, that's it. Like, y'all. We knocked out of the park. You're, you're pretty fucked up. Like, I'm a, I'm a serial killer by trade, and I think, like, that is just a, a callous show of inhumanity towards your sibling. Like, damn, y'all. Hell yeah. Like, I thought, you know, these other stoner duos that, you know, get re- gotten wrecked by this murder, murder labyrinth, they were just out of our league, but apparently we are some next-level shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm elated, obviously, that we're alive, but there is a sad kind of sad aftertaste to this whole story which is that i honestly kind of assumed that harold and kumar like when the when the cameras weren't rolling and the lights were off i assumed they kind of hated each other yeah but apparently they actually trusted each other and like really cared yeah lame and it killed them and i think we can all learn an important lesson from that cool well the door out of my little booth has opened so uh just step on out uh, yeah we're both in the same room again Nice. Good to see you. You are still rocking that intestine. Looks so good. Yeah. You know. Okay. Murder labyrinth chic. Uh, This room has less going on than the last one, to be honest. Like, we had a robot. We had the giant spiked death trap. This room just seems... has kind of like a folding table in the middle of it. Like... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. (sighs) Turnkey, you haven't tricked us into doing a convention appearance, have you? Because, like, I'm not... You know, that... We don't do panel shit, okay? That's not what we do. That's not what we do. Okay, so it seems... No, there seems to actually be quite a lot going on with this room. Look, all around the room are different joints and pipes and bongs. Like, there's a hookah over there. And they're all packed with weed. All of them. This is like a massive treasure trove. What the heck? Oh shit! Look, there's, there's bodies. Whoa! Oh shit! They've got like this really like ornate golden pipe in their hands. That is such a cool pipe. 
Fuck. They're super aged and just shriveled up. <laughs> yeah. it's like they, it looks like they aged like hundreds <laughs> of years in seconds. Right. No one cares about the corpses. Look at how fucking blinged out this pipe is. Dude, it's John, it's like... John, John. What? What what is it, Ryan? Um you, oh, wait, I wait, thought wait, wait. I thought you had something um, you were gonna say. It sounded really like important. John word to victory. I uh <laughs> I'm so glad you took the time to and work on that one because that was great. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, but no, that was just to get your attention and I just, I needed a good new pet name for you. Uh-huh. The important thing is the corpses in question actually are something that we do care very much about because it's Jay and Silent Bob. What? No. Fucking God tier stoner no, duo. No, no, look these, at look, no. This is, these are two old people. They're so old. They've been... I think there's something wrong with this weed. What? Or maybe just the pipe. I don't know, but Shit. looks like they got fucked up. Yeah. We should not smoke out of that, whatever that is. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So, so, so what are you saying? Should, should we just grab something else to smoke out of? I mean, there's lots of options. Like, yeah. we, can, we can grab anything. Like, look, there's, like, a really nice, like, machine-tooled glass bong over there. Like, we can just grab that. Like, that looks like some, some clean shit. I think we've got ourselves a kind of uh, holy grail situation right where if we smoke the right weed that gets us escaped out of here but if we pick wrong then we apparently age super quickly until we die that's heavy shit i need a second to think about that Wait, 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 but no. How do we know what's the right, th- what, how do we know what the right one is? I mean, obviously, you know? like, that's question number one, but question number two is, like, what the fuck's going on here, turnkey? Like, you're doing an Indiana Jones bit? You've got this whole, like, fucking Saw-style murder killer thing going on, like, I'm gonna capture you, and I'm I'm gonna put you in in a sex box, and they'll kill you with sex, because you like sex too much. Like, that that's what you're meant to be doing. Not, like, I mean... Like obviously respect for the for the craft here, but like it's really not in your genre, my dude. Yeah, like you started in Sawland, and then now all of a sudden we're in Indiana Jones, and like I get loosely it's affiliated with Dungeons in general, right? Where it's like a sequence of tests and everything. So I can appreciate that, but it's just it's just all over the place, you know. Like really, you you got to think about just kind of like. Oh, you're kind of overscoping your your murder maze a little bit. I mean, and like, I don't want to make this personal or anything, but this is obviously a continuing theme throughout your whole body of work. Like, I think scope is a real issue for you. Like, dial it back, dude. Like, what's what's the simplest, cleanest form that you can make of of you know the fucking turkey petting zoo? Like, do you really need an ostrich? Did you need to buzzsaw the arms off of those geese? Yeah, geese aren't even, like, particularly exotic, um, and they're very mean, so people don't even really want to pet them. So it was kind of, like, a lot of senseless cruelty for uh, something that, if it had been on brand, you know, would have been pretty pretty rad, but um, it just doesn't doesn't land right. All right, you you guys are being real hurtful now, so uh, how about I cut you a deal? How about I just, you know, kill you right now? And uh, then, then you don't even have to do the fucking problem if you don't like it so much, okay? Don't you don't like my trials? I just, I just kill you. This, this like. Fine. Fine. Let's figure this out. Um, can we get a problem though? Because we kind of, we kind of need at least something to start figuring out what the, uh, 
right thing to smoke out yeah, it's, of it. It's right there on the table in the middle of the room. It's, it's the first fucking thing you oh. saw. Then you're like, oh, look at all the pipes. Oh, look. I mean, it, ain't, it ain't part of your genre, you dumbass motherfucker with a stupid scarf and fucking Sweet. Okay. So, um. What do you got here? What, what, what are you working with? Come on. Come on, hit me. Yeah. It's got to be something it good, It looks right? like this, uh, this woman gave birth at a Six Flags over Georgia and got free lifetime passes. This has absolutely nothing to do with the situation that we're in. We are so fucked. There's nothing we can learn from this. I, I believe there is. And I believe when we figure out this problem and everything about it, that we will know what to smoke out of. Because, John, I've decided that hypocrisy is actually the solution to all our problems. And when we, if, when we get out of here and we don't die from whatever we're about to smoke, we're going we're gonna to get our microphones back. We're going to get the car back. We're going to get back on the road. And we're going to start solving problems again. Okay? All right, Ryan. All right, I want to believe you. Fuck it, I do believe you. Okay. You're my brother, ride or die. We got this. Ride or die. Hey, 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 Ryan. Because this is hypocrisy on the road. road. Fuck yeah. Yes. We got it. All right. All right. All right. Six Flags over Georgia. This woman, she's like nine months pregnant, heavily heavily pregnant ready to pop and she goes to uh a theme park theme park where you ride you know, roller coasters well she can't because she's very pregnant in fact uh there's very few things that a heavily pregnant person can do at a theme park um so interesting choice as far as uh things to do with your uh last few days before you go into labor um but uh this is the one she made yeah, I mean, maybe this is why it is like, I fuck, fuck, I've worked it out. Fucking mind wave. Pregnant women what? can go on roller coasters. Of course they can. No, 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 no. Pregnant women are discouraged from going on roller coasters because theme parks don't want pregnant uh. women there. Because if they give birth at the park, the theme parks have to give them free lifetime passes. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's a little known law and it's a very interesting loophole. But if you are born within a private business, that establishment cannot refuse you to be there. Right, because you're legally a citizen of that business. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they can't force you to be out. So you, you can just go hang out there as much as you like. It's less effective at places where you have to pay for things when you're inside there, but like at theme parks where admission is a major you know expense there it's a it's a good deal you just get free lifetime passes right this why it's such a problem honestly with with the major birthing culture in america today it's like you know most people get born uh, at a hospital which like they will always let you inside a hospital they might not yeah. do things for you but they'll let you inside uh or at home which again like whoopty fucking do Congratulations, you have a free lifetime pass to your own house. Yeah, it's not particularly effective. <laughs> no, worthless. But this pregnant person, they're working the system. That is what a law degree is for. If I have ever seen it, that is what a law degree is for. Getting lifetime passes to Six Flags Over Georgia. 
is is this woman a lawyer or you do you just think that she must be you know learned in in the loopholes of of our legal code i mean the only reason i know that is because i went to law school right um, so i forgot you know, about that i'm very well versed yeah in all all of uh civil law god and uh yeah this is this you is were you were there one. for like four years how did i forget that you know i'm i'm a uh i'm a ryan of all trades if you will it's true i just think of you as, as capable in so many spheres that your your professional training as a lawyer um totally slipped my mind yeah yeah you know also because you break the law a lot yeah but you know you gotta know the law to break the law that's that is true yeah. like any true artist you, you learn the rules yeah as like any true artist you learn the rules so that one day you can transcend them and i like to believe that i'm someone who transcends rules much like this this uh, pregnant woman who uh, figured out, you know, the secret to generating, like, tons of value. Like, think about that. Every single time you go to Six Flags Over Georgia, say it's, like, 40 bucks or whatever to get in, that's, like, $40 in your pocket, virtually, when you, when you really think about the economics of the situation. So every single time you go, you're getting paid. You're immediately spending that money on going to Six Flags Over Georgia, but that is that is income. And that is, you know, as far as, like, scoreboard for life in general and, like, how you're valued in the afterlife, everyone knows it's based on the amount of dollars you earn, not how many you have. You know, that's that's your score. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is a great way to just guarantee entrance into heaven. Um, for those of you who are looking for you know, a good way to look out for not just yourself, but also your child. Now, here's, here's a question for you, uh, which is, can we think of a better place to get free lifetime entrance to? Like, I mean, a theme park is obviously very good, because as you say, a lot of the front, a lot of the price is, is upfront cost. But like, if you could get into anywhere at any time for your entire life, I imagine it would be pretty lucrative to uh, have lifetime entry into the White House. But you would have to, it would be very difficult to time that, right? Like, it would have to be a quick birth because they would try to get you out of the building as quickly as possible because any baby born in the White House would have full clearance and be an extremely dangerous potential asset against the state, right? Like, if you, if you can't say no to that person just wandering into the Oval Office and just killing the president yeah obviously that permission transcends all other forms of, of clearance uh because you, you I mean, you're a natural born they're citizen. A citizen of the white yeah, house exactly. yeah. yeah they can't where they, they're going to deport you to the white house that's the only place they can like no so all right so we're probably not gonna get out of this room by getting born somewhere special helpful though that would be uh what, maybe what that's, take from this? that's actually the important thing to, to recognize is in order to generate that false income to like juice their scores, they're going to have to go to Six Flags Over Georgia all the time. They're basically, much like Jay and Silent Bob, they've been jailed by their own opulence and it's drained them dry. They're basically husks of their former selves riding the same roller coasters over and over again as much as they can just to like generate that value so i believe the true true freeing thing is 
is the humblest of joints. It's kind of dusty. It's over here in the corner. It's actually just like on the ground um, next to this uh, this desk. But um, yeah, I believe this is this is what we should smoke. That's it. Like rather than striving for for an aspirational life, a life that you'll you'll never truly appreciate, that you'll see eventually is it's all just ash in your mouth. Yeah, you'll you'll just find yourself all shriveled and old, um, having chased this golden pipe, and uh, yeah, sadly, uh, just never caught it. What we need to do is embrace the simple things, embrace the now, embrace what we have, embrace In each light other. Of this humble doobie. I love you, John. I love you too, Ryan. All right, let's spark this bitch. <coughs> that hits good. Sweet, and we don't seem to have aged super rapidly, so that's awesome. I mean, I feel like this experience has aged me significantly, <coughs> but like... Physically, I am. It, it was genuinely harrowing. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, well uh, um, I, I I gotta congratulate you guys. You, you did make it through my murder maze. Uh, you survived all of my challenges. And, and so uh, now, if if, if y'all just look on the table there, uh, I'm I'm gonna need you to sign these release forms. Uh, I'm gonna need your permission so I, I can use uh, the audio recordings of y'all. In, in my internet show, Up in Smoke, in which, you know, stone, stoner duos, the, the soft problems. It's, it's a little thing. It's, it's my third side oh, hustle. Yeah. That seems really cool and all, but uh, unfortunately, not only have we succeeded where the other stoner duos have failed, but we have smoked enough of your weed to get creative enough to figure out how to dislodge the mics from your ceiling. So we're going to just steal these and these recordings and use this for our episode of hypocrisy that you have derailed yeah i mean and, you uh, kind of stole it from us so like now we're stealing it back yeah okay uh <laughs> nice uh yeah so so turnkey uh i guess we should say a goodbye and go fuck yourself uh because well yeah you know what I, actually I was going to say something very hurtful. I was maybe even considering, like, hunting you down and kicking your teeth in uh, and, and wrecking all your shit. Because that is kind of our usual style. But, like... Yeah, we are big on revenge. Oh, so big. So, uh, keep... Watch your back. But, but Ryan, your Ryan, back. Ryan, before you say anything you can't take back, think about it. Because, really, like, where were we before Turnkey kidnapped us? Hypocrisy was over. Hi hypocrisy was dead. In a roundabout way, Turnkey sacrificed Cheech and Chong, Harold and Kumar, and Jane Silent Bob all to make sure hypocrisy would be saved. You've saved hypocrisy. And for that, we must thank you. Yeah, don't, uh, and steal these, these tapes because uh, we, got, we got an episode put out. Alright, um... Do me one more thing, okay? So, so I, I, don't, I don't get my internet show uh, and I don't get to kill you. Just... just do this for me, please. Please, tell the world about Turnkey's Country Turkey Pet and Farm. 
the world needs to know. Please. Okay, you know what? Yeah, we'll we'll promote you just this yeah. episode. Okay, this is... we're like we'll leave it in the local street. We don't want to record it in the local streets. Like yeah. I just want to get out of this state. It'll be a lot of work, and this state does suck awfully. Yeah, I liked East Virginia a lot more. <sighs> so much better. So scenic. The people so nice. Um, I hear it's for lovers. That's what they say. East Virginia is for lovers. Uh, all right, Turnkey. Um, oh, I see our car. You've parked it right outside the back. That's lovely of you. Thank you yeah, so much. Sweet. Yeah, yeah let's just uh, get the fuck out of here. All right, get in. <clears throat> Peel out. Hey. All right. Uh, you... So uh, that sucked, but um, I guess we got a good, good problem-solving material for uh, another episode of Hypocrisy, so... Wasn't a total loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a new episode. We're back on the road. The car, you know, it's it's got some dents. There's some turkey feathers in the fender, but still drivable. Anyway, for uh, those of you who enjoy our rockin' theme song, um, Seth Boyer is the person who created that. You should go check him out. Yeah, it's the song We All Out Here off of the album Get Wrecked. Check it at hypocrisy.zone slash Seth. Yeah, and uh, hypocrisy.zone is basically our website where you can find all of our episodes. And uh, yeah, and if you want to like follow us online, uh, you can do that at hypocrisy on the tweets. Uh, you know, be sure to follow us. Don't stalk us. Don't kidnap us and put us in your your like murder maze. Like we've done that. Yeah, we've had enough out. of that. Okay. Yeah. Get we, a new thing. We like thing. to keep it fresh on hypocrisy. We're not gonna air another episode of this. So. Just before, before, I know you're all thinking that, like, oh, easy way to get on hypocrisy. I can just kidnap them. Let's not do that again. We're just nipping that in the bud. And, uh, yeah. I guess uh, keep on keeping on, y'all. And uh, <laughs> we'll uh, see you next time at uh, the next state we're going to. Hmm. And actually, do you, does it smell like gas to you? Uh, yeah, I think we, we might have gotten a leak, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of done with this state. Let's just drive around it. And I, I think we can just fill up extra, you know, to make up for whatever's dribbling out. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm not concerned. What's the worst that could happen? Every day it's just a and we're just rolling shit up With the nights that we got left, let's make something beautiful. Out here in this mess Together and we're all gonna die So huddle closer with friends And family will scream our last goodbye Here's some good news for a change. This West Virginia business has become a viral success following a savvy online advertising campaign by its owner. Business at Turnkey's Family Turkey Farm has never been better, says local entrepreneur Liam Turnkey McAllister. Families are traveling from across the southeast to visit the attraction, and McAllister credits it all to a single advertisement that he was able to place in a prominent political science podcast. We spoke to Mr. McAllister by phone to ask him about his newfound success. When you're running a small business like I am, Neil, it's, uh, it's all about getting your name out there, you know. You may have the best dang 
breaded rooster necks this side of the Potomac, but uh, if there ain't any way to get the word out to your intended audience, well, you ain't gonna get any business. Especially not this deep into the forest, you know. Around here, a family of five could get locked in a walk-in freezer for weeks, maybe months, you know. All without a single kindly stranger happening on by to hear their desperate screams carried by the wind on down these here lonely mountain roads. We here at Channel 5 News congratulate Mr. McAllister on his newfound success, as well as his fourth consecutive acquittal on felony charges of kidnapping and attempted murder. In other news, four families have been reported missing from Virginia, Carolina, and Kentucky in the past two weeks. Could aliens be to blame? Jennifer Chu investigates.